listening to Barren Not Broken. We are so excited that you've joined back in with us as we finish our conversation with Melanie and Lauren. It was not like, oh, I mean, you did show compassion. Yeah. However, like out of the gate in five seconds, Lauren's like, no, uh-uh. She, she says something like, no wonder you guys are having like this stillness and yeah. this difficulty in your marriage because of this is all that's happening. Yes. This is what's going on behind the scenes. Right. We, I mean, it's it's obvious, but sometimes it's lost in translation. Yes. Like these things that happen to us in life and these situations, yeah. these uh-huh. emotions that we're working through that we think uh-huh. are just sitting there, yeah. that oh, we'll deal with them later. Actually, yeah. they're affecting the inner workings of our relationships yes and how we choose to um talk with our husbands and yeah. be with our husbands of course yeah. it's affecting all of that yeah uh-huh. for sure it was funny because that is the word i used i think stale i said yeah. there's a staleness which was like a really strong word and i felt super guilty even saying it but the reality was like i was kind of feeling that way sure, yeah and and lauren you pointed out like no actually what Point one and point three. Actually, I think that was the yeah, actual number. Yeah. Point one and point three of what you just texted us actually is completely related. Yep. Yes. And so talk yes. to me a little bit about where you were coming from with mm-hmm. that. Because Mel jumped in right away as well. So jump in. Like, feel yeah. free to, to interject. Yeah. But I, I want to know, what what made you see that right away? Ooh. Well, so I think this is... This definitely connects to what we were talking about earlier, that this is why having people in your life matters. Yes. Right? Because you're like in the trenches of it Uh where sometimes you can't see up from down and right from left. And I'm able to be kind of a little further removed for it, removed from it and can see differently. So, um, yeah, I think that your journey specifically has had so many physical implications Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. Um, with your health, with your energy, yeah. with your sense of just like vitality in life. Yeah. Um, this journey has not just been one of deep emotional, yes. mm-hmm. um, you know, sorrow and loss, but it has been physically at times debilitating mm-hmm. for you. Very much Where so, you yeah. can't get out of bed and yeah. you can't engage in things and you can't yeah. do things and you can't be a part of stuff yeah. because your physical body mm-hmm. will not let you. Um, yeah. And so for me, when you're describing, you know, I feel the stillness in our relationship, but I'm scared to act on doing things that mm-hmm. would uh, affect, you know, my physical body. Boom. Yeah. There's the connection right yeah. there. Yeah. It, it just it instantly yeah. is made. And I think it's difficult, right? Because here's where you have to navigate. You don't want to ever have to look at your friend and say, I have hope and yeah. I believe, but it's time for you to do something yeah. that literally removes yeah. the physical ability yeah. for yeah. this to even be an option. Yeah. Like that's freaking yeah. hard to, yeah. but yet knowing, like looking at you and saying it's, it's time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, we've it, actually it, had it, that. It's time. Yeah. Um, probably about, I'll come back to that question with you, Mel, but, um, I want to hone in on that moment because it was probably one of, I would say it was the hardest conversation we've ever had. Oof. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'll never forget. I was sitting in a closet where we were living at the time. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I had just miscarried. Yep. Um, and this was about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I was like, I hadn't even told Jason yet. Yeah. Actually, I went straight into the closet and I called you and I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, this just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. this just happened. Yeah. And it was, to spare everybody the graphic details, it was horrible. Yeah. yeah. And I sat on that floor and I called you and I literally actually didn't get any words out at first. I was just sobbing. Yep. And 
you didn't even know what had happened yet. Right. Yep. And your first words out of your mouth was, it's time. Yeah. Mm. And I knew in that moment that I had to engage that conversation with you. Yes. And I needed to have it with someone where it could be um, a healthy raw before I went to my husband. Not because I shouldn't always go to my husband first, right? right. It's not what I'm saying. But sometimes we need to come to our spouse in a state that we have sifted ourselves. One, we should be going to God first. Which, sure. Yes, I had literally sat there and had a conversation with God. Um, but to have a conversation with a safe person to help you sift mm-hmm. through the thoughts and the rawness. Because right? Jason has his own sifting Because he has rawness. his own. Exactly. He's the other part of this journey. He is, so. because not one mm-hmm. aspect, and this will be said probably a million times on bare and not broken. And that is that absolutely nothing that has happened to me has not fully affected him. Yes. Yes. And so I needed to know where I was before I went and affected him. Yep. Mm. Um, because at this point in time, I knew this was not okay anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so when we had that conversation, there was it was like a long conversation, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of more words, a lot more words said to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to say thank you because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of guts mm-hmm. to say something like that to someone mm-hmm. in my state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, granted, we know each other well enough. I sure. literally hadn't even told you what had happened yet, and that's yeah. the first thing out of your mouth. And there was such truth to it that resonated and confirmed what I already felt, but I needed yeah. someone else yeah. to mm-hmm. say the actual words yep. first. Yep. And it wasn't going to be me and Jason that could do that. Yep. And so you carried that burden in that moment mm-hmm. to say the words. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. something that I could never thank you enough mm. for. Um but that started like the last year and a half of really yes. making decision. I say year and a half because it's been a long conversation. <laughs> it's a big one. Um, it's a big one. Um, but to make a decision like, you know, making a decision that could could literally not allow this to even be a, a decision factor anymore yep. um, isn't one to take lightly. And I appreciate that both of you, you know, Mel, you're in the picture as well as far as um, I found out, okay, this is where we're at. I might have to make this decision. And you literally said to me, like, we can do this, uh-huh. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. mm-hmm. the beauty of that is because we are not isolated in our own pain and our, our friendships, mm-hmm. um, we can say things like that. We yeah. are in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Absolutely. we literally are in it. Yes. Right? We're right. sisters. Yes. That's what we do. There, there's a love and there's a bond. And that only happens by having moments like those. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think um, what I hope people listening today will understand. First of all, you better get a Lauren and a Mel. <laughs> Second of all, um, do the hard work yes. to get past the fact that I don't want to be offended when you say, Bonnie Ruth, it's time. Yeah. Right. Wow. Right? right? Because there's a huge moment right then in our friendship. Huge opportunity for offense. Huge opportunity. Yes. Like you took a big old freaking leap. Oh, way to go. Oh, yeah. I'm scared. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I got to say it. Um, but Ugh. your boldness yeah. and your willingness, both of your boldness and willingness in our friendship mm-hmm. is why... I am where I am in this journey Uh Um, because I can't stay in the place of, hey, I'm feeling 
um, stale and I'm panicked because I have to make a decision and do the actual like practical things to get to that Uh decision. uh And you guys are brave enough to both like in 0.2 seconds. I mean, y'all had to have been going back to the text trail. Y'all had to have both been typing at the same exact (laughs) time because you both come back with the same exact thing. And like you would think I would know that, right? Because if it was reversed, I would have said the same thing to you guys. Right, right. Um, but the reality is you had to bring up something mm-hmm. and say something mm-hmm. that again, potentially could be like mm-hmm. off putting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. if I stayed in my barrenness in my life, I could have been like, well, you guys don't understand. Yeah. 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 Well, you How think could that, you know what's, what's the right, right time for me? Yeah. yeah. And, and also, I mean, think about the fact that I'm talking about, okay, I'm feeling stale. Like, you know, it's probably just this week or it's this and that with Jason and I. Yeah. Um, you guys could have totally dismissed that. Mm-hmm. Or you could even have dismissed the three things, right? Because mm-hmm. what happens in, in life and friendship is we are so busy and the three of us at this table are always going. Mm-hmm. We're always doing something, helping someone, serving somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Taking care of our families. Mm-hmm. And the reality is we could have bypassed you could have bypassed that moment Mm -hmm. and just been like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll pray. I'll pray. (laughs) Yes. Or -hmm. here's the scripture. No, 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 no. Sometimes, yes, if if you have people in your life that are founded in the word, they're going to speak truth. So I didn't need Mm -hmm. you to give me a scripture. I just Mm -hmm. needed truth. You're founded Mm -hmm. in the word of God, which means when you speak, you speak truth. Yes. Right. And so in that moment, I didn't need your prayers. I didn't need a scripture. Mm -hmm. I didn't need, I didn't actually need a speech. I just needed, you literally just connected the dots. Yeah. 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 Um, And so I think like those are just practical examples of our friendship Mm -hmm. of how um, both of you have navigated saying things that could be offensive, Mm -hmm. although not really because we know each other so well. However, I want to make the point that in friendship, the lazy answers and mm, the yeah. shallow responses yeah. are not ever going to build friendship. Right. And they're not going to help anybody. No. no, no. They're going to actually perpetuate the isolation. Yes, because then what happens true. is it says, if you would have if you would have come back to me yeah. with one of those shallow answers, mm-hmm. I would have not gone any mm-hmm. further. But guess mm-hmm. what? It actually caused me to then talk further about where that was at. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. and here's why, or here's this, or here's that. And so I think, like, we perpetuate the, the isolation in people's lives when we don't actually stop and take the time. Because yep. the reality is, that was in the middle of the day. You're mm-hmm. both working, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like we're sitting around eating bonbons and watching <laughs> our favorite Netflix show. Right. Sadly, no. no. Sadly, we, no. Yes, right? That would have been so much more fun. <laughs> My husband needs to make a lot more money right, for that to happen. Right, all of us here. <laughs> Um, I think honestly, I hope that people out of this conversation will take away, Hmm. don't perpetuate isolation and the shallowness always will perpetuate that. Yes. And there is something that will pay off when you say the hard things, the scary things. Yes. And here's, here's the deal. Not everyone is going to handle it the way that I do, Uh or not everyone in their story and their journey is going to have. Um, the healthy places that Jason and I do have in our story, we've had to work really hard to have those. We've yep. had to have good people. We've had tons of counseling. Um, <laughs> and the reality is like not everyone has grown to that point uh-huh. yet, uh-huh. right? So there is the potential for people to be offended. And sure. what I want to say to people in that state, if you're if you're dealing or walking with a friend that you know is going to be easily offended, 
then here's a way to approach that. I think that we have to come in it and always ask permission to show up. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. We've all done that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? We don't have to ask permission anymore. No. But when we all started out, we had to ask permission. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is it's also rare. I mean, Mel and I, y'all met bec- through me. Yes. Yeah. Right? So we we honestly like have had to build this over like the last three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. So in that... Um, we had to actually ask permission to show up at the table the way that we do. Uh And so I would encourage people, ask permission to show up. Yeah. Hey, would you be open to me saying some hard things Uh right now? Uh Yep, yep. Like, are you ready for that? Would you like me to say that or would you like me to write that out And be a person who can also receive that. Yes. Yes. It's a two-way street. It is a two-way street. So be that in how you receive feedback and how you also give it. Yeah, that's good. Because, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. And I think it's, I think sometimes instead of asking permission to do the scary things, uh, we just ignore them. Yeah. We just totally. don't deal with it. Yeah. And so I just. And then you're in a friendship that is just surface level. Yes. And you're not able to talk about the real things. It's not life giving. No, it's not, not at all. provoking and challenging and, yeah. and calling you to higher places in who you are. Yeah. And that's just not the way we've been built to live yeah mm-hmm. I agree there's so much joy yeah in in being willing to step out yeah in the hard conversations yeah. there's so much life on the other side of it yeah it's true mm-hmm. and I, I love that you just use that word because um people who are walking through infertility mm. it's literally like being faced with death every day Ugh. and I would say to that like if you're facing that sense and that feeling of death and mm-hmm. lifelessness then you better get yourself around people who will give you life. Absolutely. Like what you just described. Yes. And I feel like the scenarios that we've shared today honestly have been things that brought incredible life to me. Yeah. Um Mel, I wanna I wanna talk about one one other thing with you. Like we kind of navigated um I want to think about how I want to approach it. We've navigated hard things in our marriage. So like there can be barrenness in our marriage. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. That's true. And you and I have had to walk through different phases of barrenness in our own marriages. Mm -hmm. And you and Trey have your own story and your own places. But what I think is incredible is that you guys have not allowed barrenness to rest in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Yes and amen. Right? That is so true. And so here's the thing. We all deal with it, but I would yeah. love to hear, because I know we're talking about friendship, but here's the deal. Your season of friendship is different yeah. than mine. Your barrenness wasn't you can't have kids. Right. Your right. barrenness was, there yeah. were some hard things that you yeah. guys have had to grow in in yep. your marriage, which yep. me and Lauren have both been there as well, Whew. but I want to talk to you about it because I feel like sure. you so brilliantly mm-hmm. like leaned into mm-hmm. not allowing it to be lifeless and barren. Yep. So just give me like, the one thing or the one or two things that you felt like brought life back into your marriage mm-hmm. when once you realized there was barrenness. Yeah, that's good. Um, so we are in a very different place now. I feel like we oh, yeah. grow up. We grew up together. Yeah, <laughs> I got married when I was nineteen. Um, he was twenty, and uh, we were we were we were babies. Yeah. Oh, we got married. Uh, I'm still a baby. I'm 25. But we were baby babies. You make me feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel, so we entered into marriage um, 
kind of in a really in a state of immaturity mm-hmm. and we entered very naively mm-hmm. thinking that we were ready because we had known each other for three years at that point. Yeah. We were 16. We knew each other backwards and forwards. What, <laughs> you know, what could go wrong? Yeah. And, um, I ended up throwing myself into my career mm-hmm. and, um, he didn't. Yeah. He was um, very faithful to finish college, and so yeah. so did, so was I. But I was yeah. in college, and I was working two jobs, and I started a business. Mm-hmm. And um, I made the decision to mm-hmm. prioritize my mm-hmm. career over my marriage. Yeah. And I deeply regret that. Yeah. I'm grateful now to be on the other side of it because oh, yeah. I've learned so much from it. But the reality of what that brought was by my by me prioritizing my career over my husband. Um, my husband felt very lonely. Yeah. My husband felt very isolated. Yeah. He felt that he didn't knew he didn't know me. Yeah. And um, yeah. that you know put him in a position of just difficulty. Yeah. Uh-huh. And for me, um, I thought I was handling. I had a business at the time. I had um, put all of my strength, yeah. all of my um, identity, all of my self worth yeah. and value uh-huh. into my career, into my business. Yeah. And I distinctly remember not too long ago, uh, I think two and a half years ago, my husband looking at me and saying, Hey, I don't, I don't know who you are anymore. Yeah. Mm. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And yeah. we had the worst fights. <laughs> I mean, we've never had, fights. Uh, I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so we had the worst fights. Yeah. We were so disconnected. Yeah. We were not communicating. Yeah. And so barrenness in our marriage was very real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the irony of all of it is the the deep barrenness that we felt and experienced is the ex- we came to you and you breathed so much life mm-hmm. back into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you countered the barrenness in our life mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the life that you had with Jason and the mm-hmm. life-giving marriage that you had, the life-affirming marriage that mm-hmm. you two had. Thanks, you friend. affirmed back into ours in a big, huge way. And I credit a lot of that back to you guys. Um, so we, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing that barrenness yeah. just could, and when my husband said that to me, I don't know who you are anymore, yeah. kind of provoked me to the point where I needed to push myself back into community. Yeah. I need to push myself and say, help. I don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah. Bonnie Ruth Lauren, I don't know what to yeah. do. I'm yeah. at my uh-huh. wit's end. I cannot stand him. Yeah. I, I'm done. I don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah. And, um, by having those real moments and making yeah. that decision to say the scary things, yeah. you two both breathe that life into me yeah. and eventually help me get to the point where I realized that I need to completely surrender. I learned the key concept of surrender oh. from you two. <laughs> the concept of surrendering yeah. even the most mm-hmm. broken and barren parts of my yeah. life back to the Father. So and so realigning my heart to the plans and purposes of heaven has yeah. proved that he can do exceedingly above yeah. and beyond anything that we could hope, wish, or dream. That's so good, friend. And so by doing so, and I'm passed through that point, we yeah. that season, our marriage has so much more life yes. in it that it used to not have. Yes. We have community that we used to not have. Yeah. And um, it's absolutely life-changing. That's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, that's good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. I think what's so cool is, to me, right, our stories are different in our barrenness. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, um, I think the, the common thread is that we spoke life to each other. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really true. And in that... Um, it closes the door from there to to be isolation and to be a sense of death. Your marriage didn't die Mm-mm. because you allowed life to be spoken mm. into it. That's true. Right? Not only from us, but from, you know, counselors and each other, right? Mm-hmm. You allowed Trey to sit there and say that to you. Yep. yep. And you've had to say things to him. Yep. 
And so the reality is hard conversations can shape life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful for you guys. Um, I would just like to kind of end our time together with you guys sharing each. Let's start with Mel. Um, What would you say to other women or men and women that are in friendship with um, people who are walking through infertility. Mm. What would you say, what would be the, the number one advice you would give them to being a friend? Mm. So I think for me, just in my season not having kids, the best advice I can give to um, people in my situation would be to um, not try to fix it. Mm. Kind of as we talked about earlier, yeah, that's knowing that you are not going mm. to be able to correct this, but yeah. in despite of that, that you can sit and your presence has power. That's and good. sitting there and holding your hand uh-huh. and good. not knowing what to say, but saying, I'm so sorry and I mm-hmm. love you. That's good. Sometimes that's all that needs to be said. Yes. And um, to walk in empathy and understanding, um, even if it's something that you've not gone through yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, I think, the biggest takeaway is just your presence has power and to just yeah. be there for you, to listen, to be a listening mm-hmm. friend. And, yeah. yeah. That's all you need to do. I completely agree. Lauren? Yeah, so I would say that um, there is this misconception that if I bring what's going on in their life up, I'm going to add to their pain. Yeah. Mm. And actually your silence is what adds to their pain. Oh, that's Mm. good. Your avoidance of what they're really walking through is what adds to their pain. And Walking through barrenness, walking through infertility, it is a road of grief. Yeah. And in grief, you need people who are willing to, as Mel said, be with you in the pain and to open up a space to ask Mm. questions. How is your heart? What are you thinking through? What are you processing through? Is there anything I can be doing for you? How can I love you best at this point in time? Because how I can love you today might be different and how I need to love you a year from now. So just asking, how can I love you best today? How can I show you that I'm there for you? And then I think also in that is always just being a voice to remind your friends that their identity Yes. is not found That's in right. their fertility yeah. and in yep. their ability to be yep. parents. Their yep. identity is in yep. God and God alone. Yep. And That's to good. continually point them to that yeah. because whether it be infertility, whether it be you know a job, yeah. whether it be financial resources, fill in the blank. Yeah. It's so easy to tether identity yep. to mm-hmm. things that are not where they're meant That's to be right. found. Yep. And so the same thing for this. Good. Yep. To remind yeah. Your friends that where their identity is truly found yeah. and where that value is found That's is right. that is in the Father God. That's good. And that in that place, yeah, there is safety. Yeah, yep. that's right. And there's security and there's healing and yeah. there's freedom and there's joy and there's yeah. all the beauty that is to be found. Yeah, yep. that's good. I think one thing I would love to encourage people in is to not be afraid of moments that can take you back. Mm-hmm. Meaning moments that can trigger you, mm-hmm. but also moments that can um, catapult you forward. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to be triggered to mm-hmm. actually be catapulted. Yep. And so I would say if you are a friend of someone who is walking through infertility, mm-hmm. like keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. You may trigger them. Mm-hmm. You may actually say something that's hard for them to swallow. Um, you may actually approach something incorrectly. But if there is a true health and love and bond there, 
it's going to work itself out. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so not being afraid. And then I would say to those who are walking through infertility, like don't allow yourself <laughs> to be triggered to the point that you don't go, you don't get catapulted mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. Um, because literally when you're walking through this, you can have anything trigger you oh. because this is not just about having kids. This is not just about your femininity, you know, Barren, not broken. Our focus is bridging the gap of infertility between family, friendship, and femininity. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, there is pretty much anything in life that could isolate you and cause you pain when it comes to infertility. Yes. Yeah. Um, because it ultimately affects literally every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what I mean by don't be triggered mm-hmm. to the point that you can never be catapulted mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Because the reality is, you will always live broken. And so I just want to say thank you guys for being here today. Um, Thank you for being my friends. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for embracing me. Thank you for allowing me to be exactly who I am. And for reminding me of who I am in spite of what I don't have. And I just hope today that our friendship was reflected on this podcast in a way that will cause friendship to spur yes. and life to happen yes. in people, yes. right? Yes. So I'm so thankful that you guys were willing to come and let me ask really hard questions <laughs> and also to navigate our friendship like so publicly. Um, and so I just wanna, I just wanna say thank you and I appreciate you so much. I hope this has encouraged the listeners and we look forward to seeing you next time on Bear and Not Broken. <laughs>